Hello, friends. Welcome to your monthly episode of Gather and Give, ACC's very own podcast where we collect and share wisdom and stories from the ACC family. I'm your host, Nathan Stone. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast today. Um, today, I'm super excited to bring on alumni who uh, I know is actually a coworker, but somebody who I met a couple years ago, but who was at ACC before that. So I want to welcome Age Woody to the show. Welcome, Age. Hey, thanks to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Yeah, Been a while. Um, yeah. So Age, for those of you who are listening and don't know, Age was a student a while before ACC, and she'll talk about that. I mean, a while a while back, but she was also a resident supervisor and had to leave early, unfortunately, during the COVID pandemic. And we will talk a little about that as well. But Age, let's jump first into just what years you're at ACC. Um, give us a quick overview of, of where you came from. And again, what year you came to ACC? Okay, so I actually attended ACC from the fall of 2004. Um, and then I left the fall of 2005. So I didn't come back for the second, the second semester of the second year. And I actually moved all the way up to Alaska from Arizona. So yeah. that was quite an adventure. Yeah, that is yeah. so cool. So you were at ACC only when I had been three years or so existing. And then I remember you actually were the you know, alumni of the year. I believe it was in 2018 or 2019. Um, yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember you flew up and got to see campus again. And that probably was surprising. Tell me a little about that. Because I know campus has changed a lot in 20 years or 15 years. Yeah, it totally changed a lot. So when I first attended ACC, they only had um, the Koyana side of the dorm. So they didn't even have Teku or anything like that. So when yeah. I did eventually make it back up there, I was blown away by how much um, growth the campus had undergone. Yeah, yeah. And I, did you end up, I know you, it seemed like when you came the first in 2018 to get their award, did you, I know you were pretty close with Scott and Krista. Is that who you were staying with? Um, so at the time when I first attended ACC, they kind of like took me under their wings. So yeah. um, just because I was so far away. And as you know, Krista's parents live in Arizona. And um, the degree or the certificate that I was seeking out, um, I spent a lot of time like learning from Scott. So they kind of became my unofficial Alaska family. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, okay. like, like you said, That's... when I came up in 2018, yeah, I stayed with them. And yeah. it was so good to see them. So did they have any part in kind of convincing you to come back as a resident supervisor? Or were you already kind of convinced or tell me about that process? Wow. So honestly, it was a total, like God totally orchestrated all of that. So prior to going up to um, ACC as a RS, I had actually been working at a private school at that point for like 11 years. And the school that I was working at was, like I said, private. It unfortunately had to close. And I had just gone up there for graduation just to, uh, I didn't know I was going to be alumnus of the year. So I thought I was just going to speak at the graduation. And then Keith told me all of that, but I had gone over to the Seamers house and 
Jeff and Cheryl and I were talking along with Christy um, Ivanoff and they were like, well, you should come work up here. And I was like, you're funny. I don't know about that. And yeah, within maybe six, six weeks time, I was hired to come work up there. And to me, God orchestrated all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Okay. Yeah. That brings back so many memories. And I didn't even, I didn't realize that you did not know you were getting the award. So I was kind of surprised. You just thought you were coming to speak. That's yeah, so cool. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, so you had probably, do you have a rough idea of how many students in general were in your class size when you came as a student? And it was not very large. I want to say it was less than 50 for sure. Okay. So, cause all the, um, the female dorms were all in Koyana and then all the guys I remember were all in the cabins. So it was pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you came as an RS, what, what room did you live in as an RS? I lived in Taitu under the student commons and I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty loud. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, so, the, so the female students were in Taitu that year. That's always been an area of, of contention too, of who gets to live in Taitu and who gets to live in Kuyana. So you're the Taitu year. Okay, so when you came as a student, what was the biggest surprise, um, or you just when you walked on ACC's campus, what was the biggest surprise for you coming from Arizona? The biggest surprise, um, I guess I wasn't expecting it to be as small as it was, but honestly, I feel like it was a great transition for someone who wasn't necessarily looking to go to a big university. So when I did come up there and I saw how small it was, it was pretty intimate and I really got to know a lot of the staff and I felt like that was um, a great transition, especially for moving all the way from Arizona up to Alaska. And I'm pretty close with family. So um, quickly made relationships with staff and that was one yeah. of the coolest things. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. So then when you left ACC, did you go directly and work for um, the school that you were at? Or is there anything in transition that you did before you went to that school? Um, so when I did eventually leave, I had gone back to school at the local community college here on the reservation. Okay. And so I took um, early childhood courses and I wanted to go into um, Danette education. So it's Navajo education. So yeah. that's what I did. And then I did that for a year and a half and then immediately started working after that. And okay. most of my professional career has been spent in um, elementary education. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. So you made a pretty big transition from elementary education to now, you know, I think it was like probably, yeah, 12 to 15 years later, becoming the resident supervisor where you're working with, you know, adults, college age students. And was that a pretty big shock? And what, you know, what just, that had to be pretty, pretty different, right? Definitely. Um, but it was really cool. I really liked the transition. Um, it wasn't so much holding hands with kids and taking care of them, but just coming alongside the students and befriending them and um, building a relationship of trust. Yeah. So, you know, the RS job 
is, is, is very life-giving in one sense, but obviously very, very challenging. It's, it's that mixture of both. What was the hardest part or the most challenging part of being an RS? Wow. <clears throat> I guess just, uh, and I had spoken with you about this before, but I'm a, the type of person who thrives on a schedule and I thrive yeah. with having things, specific things to do. And that was really hard. Um, the residential position is, I don't know, you're all over the place. You wear all the hats and everything. And just the hours that I had to work, man, those were consuming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those were so consuming. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm the same way. Like I thrive on structure. And so that is tricky about that particular job. So I'm glad you didn't say uh, your supervisor was the worst part about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, obviously, I know we talked about this off the, off the recording, but just explain to us a little bit. I know you just got a new job. And so talk to us a little bit what that new job is. So I've actually gone back to my roots in early childhood education. So nice. I'm working with um, the Division of Social Services here on the Navajo Reservation. And I'm working with the Department of Child Development. So um, I'm starting in my second week and man, I, I love it. I'm glad to be back. I forgot how awesome it is to work with little guys. So yeah, yeah. that's great. And do you have an idea? Like what will the day in, day out of that job entail? Wearing all hats, like an RS. Um, yeah. Ensuring that uh, toddlers to eight students uh, preschool age they meet their um their developmental stages and all of that but wow. yeah it's, it's it's wearing all hats essentially yeah well that that's so cool because you're training at both acc and the other place you're working is like perfect prepared you for that so uh what you know you are obviously used to moving far away and i'm curious what which time at ACC was more challenging as a staff or as a student? Uh, yeah, no doubt as a staff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a really defining moment in my life. Um, I wasn't prepared to, um, I guess, have to deal with some of the issues that came up. Yeah. Not only in the lives of the students, but also how they related to my life as well. Because there had been things that I personally never came to terms with. And then having to deal with those situations alongside students, like really opened my eyes to like, oh, wow, like I've never dealt with my own problems either. Right. And so it was a really, it was, yeah, it was a turning point in my life. Yeah. As a <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And then for those of you listening, I just thought of this now, but one thing that um, if you don't know already, if I listen to this, Age and I worked on the same team for one of the years we were there. But one thing I'm really proud of of our team is we started, I believe it was the first AA group on campus. And uh, Age was heading that up um, every Wednesday. And so talk to us a little about that, because I, I do think it was the first one that we had. And it's still going on, actually. Oh, that's so cool. I'm glad to hear it's still going on. I was really curious about that, actually. Um, yeah, so just speaking about some of the problems that I hadn't come to terms with in my own life, um, I guess that was one of substance abuse and um, alcoholism in my life. And then just coming from a 
family who deals with those problems as well, opened my eyes to a lot of ways that I could better help people, how I could come alongside them and be an encouragement in their journey. You know, it's really hard for Native Americans to walk away from that lifestyle, but being able to show students and just people in the community too, like, hey, it's possible to change your life. It's possible to succeed. Um, and I'm really glad that program is still going on. I don't know if um, the leader of that program still comes out, but um, the Tim. support, yeah, yeah Tim, yeah. the support group that I gained from the outside community, they actually still, you know, they check up on me and stuff like that weekly. I still talk to Tim and some of the other people. So that was one of the awesome programs that I got to work with. And I'm glad yeah. it's still going on. Well, folks, that's it for today. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time on Gather and Give.